Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris from PleasureMechanics.com, and on this podcast, we have explicit, soulful conversations about every facet of human sexuality. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com to explore our complete podcast archive, or just search Pleasure Mechanics in the podcast app of your choice. We are so happy you are with us today. We are going to be sharing an encore episode from our archives. This is going back about 150 episodes to the early 200s, where we are talking about advanced oral sex techniques. And what happened was I found myself sending this episode to three different people this week three different people who all had different versions of the same story that all pointed to this idea that receiving pleasure can sometimes feel good, but not intense enough, not intense enough to bring us to orgasm, not intense enough to get us the release and the climax we want. And what do we do in those situations where things are good, but we need to amp it up a little bit? This episode that I'm going to share with you here is one of our most popular episodes by The Numbers. This episode explores how to make oral sex more intense, but the techniques we share can really be applied to so many different kinds of sex when you're looking to amp up the intensity and communicate more about what you need to get off without being too clinical while keeping it fun and exciting and playful. So this is a classic Pleasure Mechanics episode. It originally aired as episode 210 a few years ago. And it was fun for me to listen back to because we pack a lot into this episode. We're excited, we're talking fast, and we are sharing a ton of classic Pleasure Mechanics strategies and techniques. So I'm thrilled to share this episode with you. If you are a newish listener, and I know our listenership has doubled in the past year. So if you have come on board in the past year or so, I highly recommend going and checking out our archives. We have 300 some episodes waiting for you. They are all sorted by topic in the sex index. So you can quickly find what you are looking for. And we are here for you. We're excited that you have found us. If you love our work and want to support what we are doing, please come over to pleasuremechanics.com love. That's pleasuremechanics.com love. And that will take you to a page where you can show your support for this show and the work we do in the world and help keep our lights on here at the Pleasure Mechanics headquarters. We really appreciate the support of the 125 patrons who are standing with us every month, and we need about 100 more uh, to keep this podcast sponsor free. All right, so come on over to pleasuremechanics.com love or patreon.com slash pleasuremechanics and show your love for this show. Here is episode 210 all about amping up the intensity of pleasure so you can get what you want. Enjoy. 
Hi, welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we offer expert advice so you can have an amazing sex life. You can submit a question for a future episode over at pleasuremechanics.com, where you will also find our complete podcast archive, over 200 episodes, just waiting for your listening pleasure. You can also sign up for our free mini course, The Erotic Essentials, by heading to pleasuremechanics.com free. These mini courses are delivered straight to your inbox and offer tips, tools, and strategies for you to upgrade your sex life no matter where you are on your erotic journey. It's the best of our advice delivered straight to you to get you started right away. Go to pleasuremechanics.com free and sign up. We'd love to have you on board. On today's episode, we're going to be answering a question submitted by a listener via email, and it's about how to relax and receive more pleasure during oral sex, but the tools we're going to be giving you are really essential for up-leveling your pleasure no matter what activity you're talking about. We're going to be talking about mental tools, communication tools, and physical strategies, the whole package so you can experience more arousal, more orgasms, more pleasure, more connection during sex, no matter what position you're in. Charlotte's going to get us started by reading the question submitted by a listener, B. Hi, Pleasure Mechanics. I have a partner who is good at giving oral sex. He's devoted, perceptive. I know he really enjoys it. And I have noticed how he's refined his skills and sense of what I need over the eight months we've been dating. He has asked me frequently how he could get better at going down. And I've shared some ideas with him, which he's incorporated. I want to orgasm. He wants me to orgasm. And everything feels so good. I think I could orgasm. Except as I approach a climax, I just can't. And the pleasure gives way to anxiety or frustration. There isn't one thing that I'm wanting and not saying. There isn't something he's doing wrong. I genuinely believe my vagina is beautiful. And I feel comfortable having a person so intimately connecting with that part of my body. It's more an issue of being unable to give in to that non-thinking, pleasure-focused state. No one has ever been able to get me over this hump of orgasming from oral sex. I'm able to climax during intercourse, and it's beginning to feel like a vulnerability, shame, privacy, mental block. What steps can I take to start relaxing into orgasm from oral sex? How can I let myself just enjoy it more, feel everything more fully and intensely? One detail I keep considering is that talking and giving instructions does kind of take me out of it. I'm still open to trying more communication, but the most success I've had is more internal work, using imagery garnered from Betty Dodson's wisdom to call to mind favorite foods, beautiful images, or other pleasure things that aren't specifically sex, to get my mind out of analyzing and into pleasure mode. Thanks a million for all you do, B. Well, first of all, it sounds like you have a lovely and wonderful partner, which is fantastic. I love hearing that he is devoted and perceptive and is refining what he knows you like and is asking you what you want. These are qualities and habits that we can all practice to make ourselves better lovers. So that's wonderful that you have a great partner in place. Sounds like you're in good hands and mouth. (laughs) 
One of the things that I noticed in your letter was that you talked about how you could climax during intercourse, but not oral sex. So we don't have more information on that, but I was really curious about how or why that was so. I don't know if that looks like you're touching yourself while you're having intercourse or because there's feels like there's more sensation and more going on, more internal touch that you're able to orgasm or when you're having oral sex, if there's no internal penetration present. And that difference is what's between you and your orgasm. So a lot of people think of oral sex as just the mouth on the clitoris or the labia or the vulva in general. But remember that oral sex can include hands internally in addition, which really does make a huge difference to whether or not you can get enough sensation to take you over that hump. So that would be my first question. If you're not including hands in your oral sex adventures, please start there and see if that creates even more sensation that it allows you to get out of your head and get into the sensations in your body even more deeply. Another difference might be movement. You might feel more permission to move your body during intercourse, move your hips, your spine, and this process of activating your full body and moving your full body could be part of your arousal sequence. It could be part of what brings you to orgasm. Sometimes when we have someone's face in between our thighs, it feels harder to move because we're gonna like, you know, grind too much on their face. So you could explore different positions perhaps the queening position where your partner reclines and you straddle his face. And this gives you a lot more permission to move your hips and grind and undulate your spine and be more in control of speed and pressure. Perhaps that position might work for you. Some people find that position harder to relax into. So if you have a wall nearby that you can support yourself with, that can be helpful. That This takes some experimentation for what works best for you so you can really relax into the sensations. Yeah, but sometimes if you're just lying really still and you feel kind of frozen in place while someone's just wagging their tongue around, that might not be enough movement for you to really get that orgasmic sequence in place. So those are kind of really simple fixes, using hands, moving more, experimenting with different positions. But there's a lot of other strategies to put in place to try to build more arousal. And as you said, focus your mind. It sounds like a lot of good is already in place here. He's got good technique. You have a good connection. Shame isn't in your way. And so maybe it's just a question of focusing your attention on what is working to get over that hump. Humpity dump. <laughs> when you use the phrase wagging your tongue around. <laughs> but sometimes that's how it can feel. Like you're just kind of stuck on the sheets and there's just this. And this actually is a good segue into intensity. Because sometimes oral sex, it, it feels good. Like it's warm and it's wet and it's intimate. But it's not like enough. It's not intense enough. The pressure isn't deep enough. You know, if you think about pushing an elevator button with your tongue versus your finger, right? You can get a lot more pressure easy with your finger. Boom, you've got it. Like a two-year-old can do it. Okay, well, I shouldn't go there. But you get my point. You can push buttons much more easily with your fingers than your tongue because it's much more easy to create pressure. Even though the tongue is one of the strongest muscles in the body for its size, sometimes it's hard to create enough deep pressure in a consistent way to really activate the nerve endings, to grind the clitoris into the pubic bone, because we need to remember that external clitoris is only part 
of the clitoral structure. The rest of the clitoral structure goes deep inside your body. It fans down around your vulva and your labia. And one of the genius designs of female anatomy is that the clitoris lies just over the pubic bone. And with enough pressure, you can grind the structure of the clitoris into the pubic bone and then kind of massage it from the inside out. And this is much easier to do with your fingers than a tongue. So I think for a lot of people, pressure and intensity is what's missing with oral sex. Like the warmth is there, the slippery, yummy sensations. And some people love that, just the little tongue wagging over the surface of the skin. No, we need to not use wagging. <laughs> the tongue bath over the surface of the beautiful skin. How's that? Um, but for other people, they need more pressure, more intense focus. And you can alternate using your tongue and your fingers to do this. Um, you can learn how to kind of use your jaw and your face bones to start grinding the... Her eyelids are wagging. <laughs> I'm just going to keep using wagging. <laughs> They're fluttering. Um, or no, this is you way... can use like your, your nose and your jaw. I, I think a good lesbian saying is this, if your face isn't wet, you're not doing it right. I think in porn, often we see the guy kind of hovering over the vulva and just sticking his tongue out and flicking it. And this is partly because the camera wants to see the pink. It wants to see the vulva. But really good oral sex for me is messy. It's like you get really in there and use your whole face and the structures of your face to create sensation. It's like the untold strategy of using your nose and chin. Like we don't often think about that, but you, you're doing it. Like your chin is pushing into the vulva, your nose is pushing into it. Like you're there, you're in it. Okay, I'm just concerned people are not going to experiment with that and they're just being like mashing their face in there. So just experiment with this. you got to find Artfully. your techniques. Yeah, you got to find some artistry in this and not just like grind in there and I don't know. But I think it's worth an experiment. I think it's worth an experiment. But I think more important hmm. is including the internal structures. If you can use your hands inside on the G-spot area, just you, you can get some more momentum, get some more pressure... That, I think, is is the, a really wonderful place to start. For some people, other people, internal sensation doesn't do much for them. Right. As for everything, it's always worth exploring. Always, always. But the gist of what we're saying here is create more intense sensation. And as you said, it's not always easy when you're slipping into arousal to give direct verbal communication while you're in it. And I think you have a good strategy of talking about sex outside of the bedroom. It sounds like he's asking you frequently, what can I do to make it even better? Which is one of my favorite sex questions ever is how do we make it even better? And then incorporating those strategies incrementally over time. And so you're not giving them like a playlist of this is what I want you to do first and then this and then this, but just saying maybe next time let's use more intense fingering techniques to activate my G-spot or next time try going even like more pressure into my clitoris, like really grind in there. Try to talk about these strategies outside of your sexual activity and incorporate them and then do debriefing afterwards. Like, yes, that really worked for me. No, that wasn't as successful. And in a healthy relationship, you can have these conversations without it being accusatory or someone feeling like a failure. You acknowledge that you had a good time. It's all a win. You had intimate time together, good touch, arousal. That's all positive. And you're just kind of building over time how to be an even better lover for one another. So in those conversations, it is important to acknowledge all the things that did work. And then you're training them about, you're training them to notice what it is that they're doing that you really, really enjoy. So lead always with those parts. 
I really loved the slow buildup. The heat of your breath felt really good. I loved how you were touching my thighs and belly. Let's try a little more pressure here next time. Yeah. So we're talking about intense sensation. Also the thing, also sometimes with oral sex, you can kind of get into a plateau of sensation. So people can kind of get into a flow and then they're kind of staying there. And sometimes you need to like create a little more momentum so that you're building towards a climax. Having an orgasm isn't the ultimate goal always, but if you are wanting to explore having an orgasm, then sometimes there does need to be momentum. And that can look like at a certain point after your like luxurious warm-up stage, hopefully, a increase in pressure or speed or a deepening of sensation in some variety that you've discovered that you like. And then, then you, then there's kind of a amping up towards a climax. Sometimes when we're just sort of staying at the same level of sensation over time, there isn't going to be enough sensation for the climax. So this is kind of creating an arc of sensation. But that amping up isn't necessarily always about speed and pressure. It can also be attitude. Mm -hmm. As you build up, it can be this nice slow build up, and then you can start. And I'm talking about the giver here. You can start kind of grunting and making more sound and saying. Oh my god, you taste so good. This feels so amazing. Really kind of dirty talking your way towards a climax. Or it can be about body movement, you know, clutching the hips and really digging in. Or wagging your own pelvis. Wag <laughs> what is me with wagging? Um, or moving your own pelvis in the air. Or stroking your own genitals and showing how turned on you are. It can be a lot about attitude as you start really pushing for more intensity. It's not always just about what the tongue is doing. It's what your whole body is doing and what you're conveying emotionally to the person. So I think, think about that too. And then the giver can also start to build up that intensity in your movement, how you move your hips, grab a bunch of their hair, hold them in place and move them around, dirty talk yourself. Um, so both of you working towards creating an arc of energy as Charlotte was talking about. And then something else that the receiver can do to really get into that deep state of pleasure. I agree. I know what you're talking about, of not speaking, not talking in that stage because you really want to get into your body sensations and state. So if that is taking you out of being in those sensations, then as Chris was saying, try and eliminate that. If you're already in a relationship where there's enough good stuff going on that you don't need to do major fixes in your communication, then just let it be and don't try and talk. Sometimes you can do a tapping. Um, you can do like nonverbal communication if that is okay for you. Of like, if I do a certain kind of tap, that means speed up. A certain kind of tap, it means slow down that you have communicated beforehand. So you can communicate without using language. Um, I also am a person that doesn't really love to use all that much language once I get deep into that state. I like to get really into that trance state. And I think the trance state is really a, that is the real pleasure zone. So how do you get into that state so you can... Yeah, so let's talk about the emotional and mental tools to focus more on pleasure. You mentioned the word anxiety and frustration. And I just want to point out there's kind of different varieties of anxiety that can come up during arousal. One version we've talked about before is pleasure anxiety, where it feels so good, you don't really know what to do with it, and you want to lock down your pleasure and keep a cap on it, and you don't want it to get too big, and you're fearful of the pleasure. And that's one form of pleasure anxiety. When it's scary because it's so much. It's getting too big. Another form of anxiety that can come up is, oh, it doesn't feel quite good enough. 
I don't feel like I'm going to get there. I feel like I'm taking too much time. Am I being too selfish? Is my partner being bored? All of those mental trips. When the sensation isn't quite good enough that you feel like you're going to orgasm on whatever timetable you've made up. And I think that's a good point here because a lot of women especially feel pressure to rush towards orgasm. And what if you talked about it ahead of time and said, it's okay if this takes all the time in the world. We have hours. You don't have to get there in eight minutes. You know, I think the mental freedom of saying there's no destination and there's no time agenda and I can luxuriate this and I'll stop when I want to. I'll stop when my tongue gets tired. I'll stop if I need a drink of water. Just giving yourself permission that time is not a factor anymore can relieve some of the pressure because I think a lot of women get into this trip and it's kind of like massage or standing in line at the grocery store where sometimes you feel like it's been hours and it's really only been three minutes. I think oral sex is really like that. It's totally, you cannot gauge the time at all. Yeah. And so you might be stressed about it and your partner's like, I'm just getting started, you know? Like, we don't have to be anywhere near orgasm now and you're already tripping out on, am I taking too long? So relieve yourself of time pressure and really allow your mind to focus on nothing but the sensation in your body. Easier said than done, right? But we need to eliminate any mental to-do lists. We need to eliminate the monkey mind of everyday life and train the brain to focus on pleasure in the body, which is something you will develop over time. It is a skill. And one of the best tools for this skill is the breath. And just last episode, we did an interview with Annie Sprinkle, who's a pioneer in the sex education world, pioneer of feminist porn, has done basically everything under the sun sexually. And one of her favorite things to do is ecstatic breathing. And I agree with her. I think breath is one of the most underestimated tools in the sexual field. And all you need to do is, as you start getting more aroused, focus on your breathing. Focus on taking inhales and exhales. Repeat. What this does is there's, I mean, there's so many effects of breath we've talked about on other podcasts. I want to do a much more comprehensive ecstatic breathing course for you all. But the short of it is, The more you breathe, the more you feel. It floods your body with oxygen. You get more sensation. It focuses your mind in the present moment. It's impossible to think about laundry when you're just focusing on inhaling and exhaling. And it magically transports you into this very embodied state of awareness where you start by focusing on your inhale and exhale, but slowly your mind starts perceiving sensations more, perceiving the intimacy of the moment, and you feel way more pleasure. You don't have to believe me, try it. Next time you're aroused, just breathe more. Big full inhales, big full exhales, relaxed, you're not hyperventilating, you're just breathing nice and deep and full. Notice what changes in your sensations. Through the nose or the mouth, or it doesn't matter? Through the mouth is better because it's a bigger hole, right? Like going through your nose is kind of like sucking through a straw. It takes more effort to get the same amount of oxygen versus glugging through your mouth. So nice relaxed jaw, slack jaw, and just drink in the air. And just breathe, relax, let your spine move a little bit if it wants to, and just notice the sensations. It's all you're trying to do and see what happens. It is a miraculous tool It's one of my favorite things, and it can really work magic um, in a lot of sexual situations, but this one especially. 
yeah, you have had a lot of adventures with breath and sexuality that I'm sure we'll go into at some point, but there's a lot behind this and it sounds like a really, really simple tool. Um, one that you could almost like throw away of like, eh, that doesn't make a difference. Yeah, I'm but, already breathing. What's the big deal? But most of us really don't breathe that deeply. Um, and there's just a world of adventure to feel in your body when you do this. And it's harder than it sounds to keep your attention on just breathing deeply in and out while you're getting aroused is, is quite a meditation practice mm. really. And I think it's valuable to share with your partner in this situation beforehand that like, I'm going to be experimenting with this. So there's going to be more sounds. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what I'm going to feel, but just so you know, that's something that I'm bringing to our oral sex so that you can feel not self-conscious about it yeah and you pointed out and it's a great point that a lot of phone sex is about the breath mm. it's a huge way we communicate arousal and the phone sex industry wouldn't exist if breath wasn't sexy huh. right and so if you tell your partner i'm going to be breathing deep the people on the podcast told me to or this is just something i'm trying um but let's let it turn us on and yeah, just notice what happens. This is, I, it's one of my favorite things to leave people with because if you do it, you will get a result in one form or another. And it might not be, you know, you're shooting through the moon with orgasmic rushes right away, but you'll notice a change in sensation. And then this is a tool you can keep working with over time. Because what we're trying to do with this is get you deeper into your body and get your body into a trance state. Which, and breath and sound, all of these tools have been used, you know, they're used in... Every spiritual tradition around the world? Yeah, and in, in ceremonial rituals throughout the world, throughout time. Like, these are tools, these are human tools that take us somewhere. And so let's bring it to sex and see what happens. So what we're encouraging you to do is use the breath to really focus on all of the sensations in your body and have that be your central focus. That can often be enough to get over this hump that you're talking about. So explore, let us know. One of the other pieces that you spoke about in your email is that you've been exploring using visual imagery while you've been receiving oral sex. If that works for you, that's great. My concern with that is that you are then using more of your mind instead of really focusing on the sensation in your body. Again, everyone's different. Some people are really fantasy focused and that really helps them. So explore it if it feels good to you, great. It might work well at the more in the beginning stages while you're getting comfortable and getting settled in. But as you get deeper into a trance state that it might take you out of your body. Yeah, I think a better application of that advice is to focus on your favorite foods or beautiful imagery while you're eating your favorite foods or while you're looking at that beautiful imagery, like go deeper into the pleasure that's present with you in that moment, right? Like while you're eating fettuccine Alfredo, maybe you're not thinking about receiving oral sex. You're really enjoying the luxurious texture of that fettuccine and the taste of the cream. And that kind of training, going deeper into the pleasure that you're experiencing in each moment of life will make you a more orgasmic person. Whereas taking yourself out of any one pleasure using other kinds of imagery, other kinds of fantasy, I think trains the mind to go away from your current pleasure rather than going deeper into it. So that's what we would recommend is kind of flipping this advice on its head a little bit and training yourself to be more pleasure sensitive every day of your life and noticing how that affects your ability to stay focused on pleasure while you're having sex, while you're getting aroused. Because pleasure is different than arousal. 
experiencing the pleasure state in the world or thinking of images that are pleasurable is a different state than being highly aroused. And what you're wanting to focus on in the middle of receiving oral sex is increasing your arousal. So pleasure is kind of the, the foundation state that you'd like to be in, and then you're wanting to peek into arousal. Yeah, and going back to the breath for a second, there's a saying that fear is excitement without breath, right? And arousal is biologically a state of excitement in your body. And so what we want to do is amplify that excitement and not make it a serene pond of pleasure, but make it the rainstorm, make it the thunderstorm, bring up that excitement, bring up and give yourself permission and create the conditions in your body that you can experience these high levels of excitement through arousal. And then orgasm takes that excitement, it builds it up into involuntary muscle contractions in your pelvis that create this peak experience of orgasm. Right. And so you're consciously raising energy, you're consciously gathering excitement, giving yourself permission to feel it all. And then your body hits this threshold where it will go into the muscle contractions response that creates orgasm, that creates this peak experience, releases hormones into your bloodstream and creates the experience of orgasm that so many of us enjoy. And that you know, we always talk about orgasm isn't the goal and it's not always the goal of sex. And yes, that's true, but it feels freaking amazing to have orgasms for a lot of people. For most people, it's a desired end result of putting the time and energy towards getting aroused. And it's not necessary for satisfying sex at all. But if you want it, there are ways of making it more likely to happen. And that's what we're talking about with these strategies is training your body to become more orgasmic, to give itself over to that orgasmic response more readily. And this is something that takes time. It takes practice and it takes a communication and willingness between two partners. And what I love about your letter B is that you start by saying what's working. You have a good functioning relationship. You have a good sexual connection. And so you really have everything you need to keep going with these explorations and explore what your body is capable of. Because it's just not one orgasm you're searching for. You can experience multiple orgasms. You can experience deeper orgasms. You can experience longer orgasms. Orgasm is not, you know, a blip and then it's over. It's a whole state of experience that you can explore endlessly, right? What do you think about surrender as an emotional state? Like as an emotional... I think it's an emotional instead of physical state. And that's what I was talking about, building up that excitement and creating the conditions for your body then to slip into the involuntary contractions. And it's, you know, involuntary muscle contractions isn't the sexiest term, but what it is, is your body going into a response after a sequence of stimulation that gives you an experience. And it ultimately isn't a surrender, right? Because if you are trying to stay in control of your experience, if you're trying to keep a lock on your pleasure, if you're worried about what your partner's thinking, all of these things tell your body, no, 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 not yet. No, 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 it's not safe. Right? And we know this with birth, for example. Like, for the body to give itself over to the experience of birth, you have to feel safe. You have to have the right conditions around you. And only then can the body do what it knows how to do. Right? Your body knows how to orgasm. 
and there are physical conditions, there are medications that make it harder to get there, and that's a whole separate conversation, right? There are things in the physical state that can make orgasm harder to achieve. Separate conversation, we should do a podcast on it soon, because it affects so many people, especially so many people who take pharmaceuticals, have medical conditions, all of these things. But if your body is in a healthy state, if your mind is in a healthy state, you're in a safe relationship, you're enjoying sex, like orgasm is within reach for most people. And there are tools to help you get there. And yeah, I think surrender, maybe we need to do another podcast on this too, because I think we're, we're getting to a longer, but there's an emotional state of surrender that is very common to talk about with women and getting to orgasm. Let's do another episode on it. Okay. Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. B, um, we'll answer that part if you feel like there's... So it's something to reflect on is do you feel like there's anything holding you back from really surrendering to this particular man or to this pleasure? But I think her letter made it clear that that wasn't the issue. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think she's clear she's a listener because she's like, I've done everything else you've said. Right. I'm loving my vulva. I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> Which is awesome. That is really beautiful to hear also that you are having a good relationship with your body. And I think it just reminds me that, you know, we all have these things in common. Your sexual struggles are not yours alone. We all share these same struggles over time and at different parts in our journey. And sometimes it's about body shame. Sometimes it's about getting more pressure with your chin bone. Sometimes it's about feeling safe enough within your relationship. And sometimes it's about training how to use the fingers in the right way, right? Like there's all different ways of intersecting on these paths does that make sense and part of our job is to throw out lots of options you get to explore you get to see what resonates with you as you listen to these podcasts i think sometimes you'll have a moment of like oh yeah they just said something that feels true to me and find those moments find the things where your body responds viscerally to what we're saying and try those first because we can't customize each podcast for each of the millions of listeners. We need to throw out a huge amount of spaghetti and see what sticks on your wall. (laughs) (laughs) And we talked about breath, and I encourage those of you that aren't in a relationship to explore this in your solo sex. Yes, one of the best places to explore it. Please, yes. Um, Or those that are in a relationship to explore in your solo sex also. And let us know what works. We are here for you. We love to hear what works for you, what doesn't, what opens something up for you, what explorations were exciting and interesting and stimulating. So we're here for you. Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com. Go to pleasuremechanics.com slash hello to record a voicemail message for us right on your computer. And you can record a question or a response to an episode, anything you want. We would love to hear from you. And go to pleasuremechanics.com slash free to sign up for the Erotic Essentials free mini course to have the best of our advice delivered straight to your inbox and get started on leveling up your erotic experience no matter where you are in your personal journey. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure.